0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben Harrow, and welcome to another episode of the Film Fireside Chat Podcast, the bi-weekly podcast where we bring on a guest to discuss their favorite movie by the warmth of the fire. We got a root and tootin' episode planned for you guys this week, so let's get right into it. Everyone, please give a good old Western welcome to this episode's guest, John Moore. John, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. John, why don't you introduce yourself to the uh, listeners at home? My name is John, as you said.
1: Uh, I'm one of Ben's friends and how in depth
0: should I go on this introduction? Yeah. Introduce yourself, throw yourself out there.
1: I am a financial crimes investigator by trade. I am a guitar player and disc golf player by hobby, um, aspiring Jedi and all around wannabe Southern gentleman. I might rescind that comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that is a perfect introduction, let me tell you. Uh, but a southern gentleman? That's perfect. I
1: feel like that's kind of pretentious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it I think it really is just very suiting for the episode we I, planned. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I well, concur. Anyway, glad we can have you on here tonight, John. I, but, I'm thrilled uh, t- to be here. Today should be a very fun episode because actually this is the first time in podcast history where we've had a film pick that I have not seen prior Ooh. to this. So, which the movie you picked for this week was the 1993 American Western film Tombstone. Mm. After watching it, it's fantastic. And I just want to say for the audio listeners at home, uh, this podcast will contain spoilers for the movie. Some people don't really care about it, but others do. So you've been warned if you haven't, if you do care. Uh, and if you haven't seen this movie, do yourself a favor and watch it for yourself. I mean, it's on Hulu right now as we're recording this, that day being February 24th, 2022. If you have Hulu, definitely watch it right now. But yeah, if you have already seen it, stay tuned. So, John, similar to other episodes in the past, my first question, why did you choose this movie? Why did you choose Tombstone as your favorite? Well, I feel like um, Tombstone,
1: to me, it's like the first modern film western if that makes sense you i got think the spaghetti so, yeah. westerns that are filmed in the very western style mm-hmm. uh, large landscapes and big like orchestra style yep. music yep um, and then you have tombstone in the 90s where it's like this is clearly still a western but these film shots like the the style seems a lot more modern yes it doesn't seem foreign you know mm-hmm. and i think So one, I'm just impressed by the cinematography. Two, I think the storyline is one of the best stories in American
0: cinema. And it's based on a true story, too, Mm -hmm. loosely. So I think that's pretty important to mention as well. So No doubt. So kind of going off of that a little bit, uh, if someone were to ask you what Tombstone was about, how would you kind of describe this to them in sort of like a spark notes kind of like way? Just a quick little couple sentences describing this movie, because we'll go more in depth with the plot and such later, but friendship
1: redemption <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said spark notes i mean yes that's true like we're just like hey what's going on here like kind of like you're looking at this like all right the back the back cover of the film kind of thing you're uh, looking at the back of it what's it they what's say it don't judge
1: a book by its cover but what else is the cover for
0: exactly you know?
1: um <laughs> okay so wider heads out west this is post-civil war mm-hmm. uh, so right around the turn of the century he heads out west to try and start a new life. He's retiring as a U.S. Marshal. Mm-hmm. I believe it was in Oklahoma, but don't quote Kansas, me on Kansas, yes. Yes. Ah. Um, so he's moving further west. He goes to Tombstone, Arizona. Yep. And the whole point is to start a new life with his brothers um, and their wives. However, some cowboys get involved. Oh, the man. organized gang Those cowboys. gang cowboys. Um, and... They kind of wreak havoc and he gets pulled back into the law. Um,
0: I don't, yeah. It's like just when they think I'm out, they pull, they pull me, me right back, back in. in.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the whole, yeah, I could go more in depth, but I think Spark Notes, that is how I would describe it. I think that's a great description.
0: So I want to kind of move on to something I'm personally very interested in. I think I'd like to hear your thoughts on. Uh, And that's the cast of the film as well as the director a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the director of Tombstone was George P. Cosmatos. Oh, Cosmatos. uh, He also did uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 and Cobra, both of those starring Sylvester Stallone. And he also did a 1989 sci-fi horror film called Leviathan. Mm. And I know I haven't seen any of these, but I was just curious if you had seen any of these films or heard of them.
1: Yeah, I've seen First Blood. Um, you said he directed part two. Correct. Uh, I don't remember part two. I've seen part one. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's a similar vibe. Um, and I know that Sylvester Stallone has made like, I don't know how many Rambos.
0: It's a lot at this point, but yeah, I think he, I believe he only did the second one. Okay. Okay. But that's his main, like, that was his big, like Rambo
1: movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of his work to further comment, but I feel like. When you look at the action in Tombstone, it's congruent with the action in the other Rambo movies where it's like it might not be huge firefights, but it's a different
0: like time period. So you're not experiencing that, but you see the resemblance and style. Yes, it's it's in your face, I would say. And obviously, I mean, he did a fantastic job on this. So I assume that with that, he did great on the others.
1: One could put that conclusion together,
0: yeah. But speaking of people doing fantastic jobs, I want to move on to the immaculate cast. Oh, it's a this, star-studded cast. Which I want to, since we only have so much time, I want to only focus on really the four main protagonists okay. of the film. Even though like the rest of them are just great, but I want to focus on the four main guys. So we yes. have Kurt Russell. Yep, as Wyatt Earp, stud. Val Kilmer as his friend Doc Holliday. <clears throat> Stud. Sam Elliott as Virgil Earp who's His older brother. And then Bill Paxson as Morgan Earp who's oh, also his other brother. So good. Which, by the way, rest in peace Bill Paxson. Yeah. R.I.P. Fantastic actor but rest in peace. But I was wondering uh, what you thought of their performances and you know some of the other movies you may have seen them in that you like you know, mm-hmm. enjoy them in. Just kind of talk about them a little bit. So let's start with Kurt Russell. I know him as kind of just like, when I think of Kurt Russell, I just think of like the 80s, just 80s like action guy. So what are your kind of
1: thoughts on him? Kurt Russell seems like a cowboy Harrison
0: Ford. Honestly, that's a pretty fair comparison. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Because I think I agree, but what do you, why?
1: I think, so Harrison Ford had the sci-fi edge, I would say, like with Blade Runner and obviously Mm -hmm. Star Wars. And Indiana Jones kind of, you know, he had that, the rougher cut lifestyle. Kurt Russell, I th- so in Tombstone, mm-hmm. he is definitely like, he has the outlaw status that I think oh, yeah. all guys secretly want to achieve one day. <laughs> um, you look at some of his other movies, like he always plays a rougher around the edges, but cool, suave the man you know he's he is the man
0: i haven't seen big trouble in little china but i know he's oh fantastic movie the gist i've gotten from that it seems like that's his kind of character in that too yes and like looking at the other movies he's in he's been a lot of like westerns bone tomahawk scariest movie i've ever seen in my entire life which i know you've mentioned is pretty it is
1: terrifying
0: uh hateful eight he was also in super good which i haven't had a chance to see that i added the Extended edition on my Netflix list, but it's like four or five hours.
1: You're going to want to put some time away, block off an afternoon. And he's watch he's it. a big Tarantino. I would say like, so mm-hmm. Tarantino has staples for his actors. And I think Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Have you ever seen um, Death Proof? Kurt I Russell? no
0: not, but that's another. Uh, movie he's like eyes, a, so yeah, like a
1: egotistic, neurotic stuff. I think man. that's
0: great. I think the biggest of his that I haven't seen yet is John Carpenter's The Thing. Which I've heard from Never many as being one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Oh yeah, even in that. Do you know the premise of it? For the most part, yeah.
1: Yeah, he even in that for being a scientist, he is still the rugged, outside wow. Kind of thing. You're just not expecting it. Um, also, you know the guy that does the diabetes commercials, diabetes. Yes, that guy. He's in that movie. Really? Yeah, I'll let you figure out who. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Kurt Russell. He's a. He's he's a good actor, and I think even in modern films such as Guardians Volume Two, yeah, you still you want him to be your dad. Oh my gosh, who doesn't? Come <laughs> on, when he's like
0: bad. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. But some of us can relate to that. So there you go. So all right, after that, uh, let's talk about Val Kilmer a little bit. Man, the only thing I think I've really seen him in that I remember is Batman, and even then I kind of like don't remember it that well, but. Yeah, he... What did you think of... I, I assume you've seen Val Kilmer's Batman. Yeah. What did you think of those? Because I know there's a lot of like people who don't like it. What did you think of it? They're pretty out
1: there. Were those Tim Burton
0: films also? Uh, those were the ones with Michael Keaton. Right. Who directed them? Uh, the ones for... So like Batman Forever, which was one of them. It was directed oh, by yeah. Joel Schumacher. Okay. Who is pretty much known for that. Uh, he's done a couple other movies, like The Lost Boys, but uh, for the most part, he's known for doing Batman Forever. So then, who does Val Kilmer play? Val Kilmer is Batman. In Batman, I'm Forever. sorry that I misheard you.
1: <laughs> who am I thinking of? Uh,
0: Batman Forever was the one with Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Tommy yes. Lee Jones as Two-Face. I remember yep. seeing Batman Forever, not as much Batman and Robin, which is the other one, but I remember it being very freaky for sure Well, well, okay so i feel like
1: tim burton's batman they tried to set the tone michael keaton mm-hmm. that's my batman yeah Gonna throw some people off because i'm my age it was my first batman exposure mm-hmm. um i feel like they tried to live up to that because it's pretty good jack nicholson is the joker come on i really like that performance of the joker yeah and i, I don't know Val kilmer i think not his best performance top gun He's a pretty good bad guy. If Top Gun had a bad guy, mm-hmm. it's hard to say they're at a flight school the whole time, but exactly, <laughs> I think I like I prefer his performance in Top Gun,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and obviously, he's fantastic
0: in this movie. Oh, yeah, I'd say this is the at best movie. It, in at first, his voice kind of threw me off a little bit. Like I was like, What is his accent? But then as I was, I'm like, Ooh, this guy's smooth talking. That made he's me think cool the dude. southern accent comment yeah. earlier, like, because <laughs> you,
1: you want to be like. Kurt Russell, you're yeah. going to be as cool as
0: Doc Holliday. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like he's just something about him. He's cool. Every time he's like, hello, Huckleberry, I'm like, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. It. So next up,
1: Sam Elliott. Ah, oh, you can't have a Western without Sam Elliott. Exactly. They based a character in Red
0: Dead Redemption off of
1: Sam Elliott.
0: Yeah, it's so good. But, yeah, I feel like I just know him for just his rugged, deep voice. And the mustache. And the mustache. Oh, my gosh. We'll get to the mustaches later. Okay. But, whew. Oh. I think I, like, forget him in, like, some movies. Obviously, like... His other big thing was Roadhouse. Yes. Which I feel like oh that's – like, I mostly think of that because of Family Guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's just me being a child. But
1: Family Guy having a national platform trying to make jokes that connect to everyone. Yeah. Them using Roadhouse. And then they
0: actually used uh, Sam Elliott in an episode. Oh, is that a fact? As, uh, it was um, Mayor West's brother in like a later season. And huh. they bring in like, – It literally looks like him and Sam Elliott, but mm. it's not That feels him. right. And then he was also in a movie I watched half of called uh, "The Man Who Killed Hitler" and then "The Bigfoot." Are you familiar with that movie by yeah, any chance? Yes,
1: I've heard of it. I've never watched it. I want to watch it, but I—it's one of those time value things. Yeah. Will I
0: ever get that time back? No. I'm just telling you right now. I watched 30 minutes of it, and we stopped. Just after turned 30. off. Man, it what bad. a letdown. It was bad. He you didn't watched even the man Hitler yet?
1: I mean, my <laughs> it was gosh! A half hour
0: and they hadn't even killed Hitler. <sighs>
1: Well, it makes you think it makes you wonder if Hitler and Bigfoot were hanging out.
0: That's what I'm saying. You know, (laughs) and then finally, the final actor I want to talk about is uh, Bill Paxton, who I'm a I'm a big fan of. I know him primarily from Aliens, Mm -hmm. which is my personal favorite movie in the Alien series. Really? I think I like that more than the first one. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Bill Paxton?
1: Um, I think wonderful performance in Tombstone. I I haven't really gone much further than Aliens with mm. Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he was also in Twister, Titanic, and Apollo 13. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know him primarily from Aliens. My parents had the VHS
1: of Twister, so I it's think mine got to be
0: pretty good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did great in this. I
1: think he's a good actor, and I think he plays a really hard role because it's not. I wouldn't say he plays a main role, but it's very supportive. Like if, yes. if he wouldn't have died, would Wyatt, would Wyatt have? have... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: agree. Next, I want to move on to the plot of the movie. Mm. So basically, the gist here is I just want to roll through the movie with you. We'll go through it and just discuss like different parts of it. You know, yeah. Anytime there's a part of it you want to like stop and talk a little more about, just let me know. But oh, how much time do you this. have? Oh, we got all the time in the world, baby. So we start off the film. Yep. We got this old school cowboy film real footage and they're explaining everything. And fun fact for you, the last shot, do you remember the last shot of like the the real, scene? Yeah, the it's the cowboy.
1: It's um what do
0: you mean the cowboy? So before the, like the old film real footage before it transport transfers from uh the old footage to like you know the film We get a shot of a cowboy shooting his guns like the cowboys and the gunshot goes off. yes. I am familiar. Fun fact, that shot is actually a direct reference to the 1903 Edwin Porter film, The Great Train Robbery. Really, Which is known as one of the earliest, like, you know, early cinema. Oh. And to even go further, that shot was also, it was replicated. It wasn't just ripped because that's the exact shot Mm -hmm. in Tombstone. That's the exact footage that was used in Great Train Robbery. Really? Well, wow, that's cool. It was also replicated at the end of the Martin Scorsese film, Goodfellas. Really? So do you remember do you remember Goodfellas?
1: Yes. Vaguely. Do you, I do you remember it the
0: ending where Tommy shoots his gun at the end? There he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just a regular schmuck. And then Tommy it just randomly cuts, and it's just Tommy shooting like a gun at the audience. It's a actually a direct reference. Scorsese put in there two great train robbery. Because really? he thought there oh. was a comparison between the two. Fun little Easter egg podcast. Pretty Cool. Yeah, now it's that cool next nice time you watch Goodfellas, you'll notice it. Yeah. But this isn't a Goodfellas one. Nah. This is a tombstone podcast, baby. All right. Yes, sir. So next we get, like, you know, the group of the Cowboys rolling up to the Mexican town. We get introduced to the Cowboys. First off, first thing I notice Curly Bill's boots with the aces on them that's a confidence piece would you buy a pair of boots like that (laughs)
1: here if i was in a wrestling tournament i would wear socks with those on it because i think it's a confidence thing i think if you walk out wearing that loud of
0: apparel oh yeah that's an intentional look you're rolling up to like a town these people are getting married they're having a great this is the greatest day of their lives and this cowboy comes up with aces boots and he said. Y'all killed two cowboys. And it, then just massacres them. I, I think if the aces weren't on his boots, he wouldn't have the confidence to walk into town and do that. <laughs> his legs would <laughs> be shaking the whole time. Yes. Y- y- you killed two cowboys. It's, like, it's so cold.
1: And one thing I noticed is the, the rifles. There are rifles stacked up in kind of like a, a tripod almost. Mm-hmm. Indicating to me that this is trying to be a day of peace. Yeah. And so they rolled up. Cold blooded, I would assume that no one there had guns on them except for the cowboys, and they just gun everyone down. No nope. sets such a tone for and the then cowboys. He,
0: just, he goes up to the groom and sh just is like he's like the groom's like, You're going to hell. You're going to hell for this. He's like, You first. It's, yeah. it's the confidence in the boots, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Oh yeah, that's um it's a it sets the tone. It sets the tone fantastically. And I mean, I think after this point, I didn't realize how bloody this movie would be. Oh, yeah. And they like don't really. I mean, it's not too gory, but they don't really shy away from Mm -mm. it. Because I feel like older movies, they just like didn't really have as much of that. But they really were just like, hey, this is real. Yeah, it was was more
1: alluded to. Yes.
0: And then we get Johnny Ringo introduced. Man. Johnny Ringo is awesome. He's just a bad mother. (laughs) Let me tell you. And he starts like quoting Revelations after the priest is just like talking yeah. about like the fourth yeah. horseman of the apocalypse. What do you think of that? Like fourth horseman kind of reference um, in comparison to Revelations. So especially after the fact since you've watched it.
1: Seeing the movie, I watched it again recently to re-familiarize yep. myself. And actually something stuck out about that line that we could either talk about now or later on. Okay, It might be better to talk about it later on. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, Ringo quotes uh, Revelation and says, you know, I saw a ro- I saw a pale horse and the rider um, was death mm-hmm. and uh, the rider brought or hell was coming with the rider along the gist of that. Yes. But yes. You're in the right direction. So essentially, yeah, a horseman of the apocalypse is riding with hell on his back. Yeah. Bringing that to the new earth. So, yeah. Man, it I don't know if it was like red car syndrome for me, but after he said that and I made a connection, I really noticed that he there's always an aura of death around Johnny Ringo, Mm -hmm. whether he's talking about killing people or someone's dying. Yeah. Or someone's dying. Um, There's always something. I don't know. It's kind of foreshadowing. It's um, pointing towards the end of the film, but there's always death surrounding him. Yeah. That was interesting.
0: So then we go to Kurt Russell, wider, uh, appearing at the train station. First off, first thing I wrote down when I watched this film, Kurt Russell appears, dope mustache. Oh
1: my gosh! When I was a kid, I wanted to have that mustache.
0: <laughs> I will shave my face and have
1: a mustache and be like, I look like wider. I look, I look like wider. Sierra will be like, No, you don't. Stop that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is a that
0: is it's it's as a much a confidence piece.
1: As the aces on the brutes. I don't think
0: there's a, there's maybe one bad mustache in the film. And that's that one dude who like, is there almost like translator? Like the guy who speaks Spanish? Yes. His mustache is bad. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of dirty. But the rest of them are just <sighs> immaculate. It,
1: you command it, authority in the room when you have a mustache. Especially like that.
0: in the old West like that. Like oh yeah. Uh, so then starts talking to people and then they, like the U S marshals throughout are like, Hey, could you, and it's just, Nope. Like, I like how they kind of keep it vague to start out so they don't, like, you know, drop it right away. Mm -hmm. Like, his entire backstory, we kind of have to, like, get it as it goes Mm -hmm. on. But I thought that was pretty interesting to start out. And then we get introduced, obviously, to Virgil and Morgan and meet their wives. And then right after that, we meet the, the man himself, Doc Holliday, at a poker game, which I knew, I automatically knew he was just dope because he first off he had dual revolvers oh yeah that automatically makes him cool in my book yes but he was just and his mustache <sighs> is polished oh yeah what a look and then he just like kills the dude and just takes his earnings and is like let's blow this popsicle stand yes he <laughs> gets out of
1: there it's a very like he's ruthless don't get me wrong but it is like uh it's a ruthless where when you watch it you say huh I want to be like him yeah.
0: <laughs> Like not in a good way, but still just. Like, it, he's oh, so yeah. cool
1: about the whole thing, and it's like, wow, his his responses are so he's like quick.
0: He, yeah, we'll get to some of his quotes later because oh, I, they're, they're good. He's got some good ones. They're good, so and then, just
1: for the record, I don't want to be a killer.
0: <laughs> I would hope so. Okay, that'd be really concerning. Being in a room with you right now, and you're just like, I want to do this. Let's do it. I'm yeah, taking I, that drill away. I think I could away. kill someone. Yeah.
1: No, No. Uh, rescind rescind that comment. Yes.
0: Disclaimer we don't kill people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, correct. We're talking about just how suave Doc Holiday is.
0: Exactly. So then Wyatt and company make it into Tombstone. He's kind of already got a reputation. Oh, yeah. Even though he's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I know you. You're wider. And he's like, no, no, I'm a change man. I don't even carry a gun now. Yeah. And he's like, all right, we'll see how long that lasts, Wyatt.
1: Yeah, and he he introduces himself at one point. He's you know, yeah, I'm Wyatt Earp, and someone goes, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, literally,
0: <laughs> I think it was the bar owner I think, yeah, or the saloon owner. Just goes show how much of a legend he is. And then as they meet, like the town marshal, the guy's like, only law around here is the cowboys.
1: It's very established that the gang from the get sets go. the tone, and I
0: also kind of like how they distinguish them by the red sashes. Because yeah. I hadn't seen that before in a Western movie. I don't know if it's in any others, but at least the ones I've seen, they hadn't done that. It's like ah, anyone with a hat, that's a cowboy. <laughs> but like <laughs> this, it's like they make it very clear, and they give yeah. it that symbolism that eventually, like it does, kind of mean something more than yeah. just like a red sash. Yeah, it's. I feel like there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot
1: of elements like that throughout the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. So we get into the saloon and he's like, White confronts that unruly customer? Cause the he wants Oriental. To, yeah, because he wants to be better friends with the, you know, the saloon owner. Which
1: that's Billy Bob Thornton. Is it? Oh, yeah.
0: I was. I I didn't know that.
1: Oh, yeah. Look at um, you, um, Johnny Tyler. Knowledge. Young Billy Bob Thornton, like just after Sling Blade. Or maybe it was prior to Sling Blade. Huh. Um But, man, he manhandles him.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, like, was like, oh, my God. He's like, I put my hand over my mouth. When he said, skin that smoke wagon and see what happens, I was like, what is he? And he just slaps the crap out of him. And I was just dying. It's like, oh, my gosh. He's just like a child. Yes. Like, he's son to this man. And then dragged him out by the ear. He's like, come on, boy. Which feels like the ultimate, like, so man, Drag, drag him out by the ear. Oh, yeah. And then he brokers the deal with the owner to get mm-hmm. into gambling there, which is like perfect. They want to start a new life. This 20, is how they do 25%, it. 25%. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's,
1: a, it's a cool scene.
0: And then they reacquaint with Doc. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, well, how's it going, buddy? I missed you. Yes. And as they start talking about, you know, the town, like expanding the town, business venues and such, like, oh, we need a racetrack here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're doing good for ourselves in Tombstone. That's just like, oh, fight ensues. Someone got shot. Yes, uh, yep, and then we get Josephine coming into town. The actress? The yes, yes. the home wrecker, if you... <laughs> 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 Which they catch each other's eye, and then we go to you know, it's like, oh, that's a tall glass of water. She <laughs> like, is. He's predator and prey. And she is like, in love Ooh. with him the moment she sees oh him. Oh my gosh, yeah. And he felt the same. Even though he's baby. yeah, Well. But that was a whole their marriage was like they showed pretty early that their marriage was not doing well, and then his wife was like yeah. had an opium addiction, very addicted for a while. to painkillers. So yeah. uh, then we get like Birdcage Theater, where I think it just adds more to the narrative that like the Cowboys run the place. They're in the oh, middle yeah. of the theater, they're shooting their guns off, they're shooting at the people, literally, there. like they're just causing a huge ruckus. It's a
1: constant. It, it just it's so embedded, like. The Cowboys run things. Yeah. Um, also, Where they're
0: just like, we're just accepting it. This fact.
1: Yeah, literally. And the deputy is friends with um, Curly Bill.
0: Yeah. Like, he's just like, all right, well, he runs the town. Accepted I'm it. Yeah. I'm not do anything
1: about it. Literally. Um, I think it's interesting, again, how when Wyatt Earp is up in his booth or his box in the balcony, the mayor comes up and he's like, yeah, if you ever want to be Marshall. And Wyatt's like, like, no, nope. not a
0: chance. <laughs> And then we get kind of confirmed later when they're uh, the saloon gambling and all of that. We get confirmed completely. He was a lawman slash peace officer in Kansas. And he moved to Tombstone. The Cowboys are like, listen, I don't care. This is our town. Don't mess with us. It's like, Ugh. Both these guys are very like, all right, you, I'm, I'm not listening to you. I'm the guy. Yeah. Like, no, I'm the guy. And then we get that exact thing with Doc Holliday and Johnny Ringo. Which I love how they gave him this like, I wouldn't say like second in command kind of thing. Because I think Doc is obviously his own main character. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Wyatt is definitely the main, main protagonist of this film. And Doc's kind of secondary. I don't really want to say that because he's also a really prevalent character. But so is Johnny kind of because he's second in command at like the Cowboys. It's very like
1: there's parallels. Like if Curly Bill is in charge of the Cowboys then Wyatt Earp is in charge of the law, exactly. for lack of better terms. So. And I like
0: how they kind of start off this like rivalry almost early. And we're going to start pulling his gun showing how fast he is. And with doing tricks life. and oh, stuff, yeah. yeah. And then Holly just mocks him by spinning the cup. Yes,
1: he's a little mug with a handle yeah. that he's been sipping whiskey out of. Oh, and yeah. he just, just does all the gun tricks with it. It was yeah. so
0: awesome. And then the next part we get, Wyatt and Josephine just so happen to meet each other on a horse ride. What are the odds of that? What are the odds of that? And it was at this moment that I wrote this note down. But the music in this film is fantastic, especially during like this sequence where they're, you know, just riding. Oh, yeah. Was a, like that part was especially music was fantastic. But I think overall, it's just great. I just wanted to mention that because that's where like I kind of like
1: really felt that. That's what makes it feel like a Western
0: yes it's yeah the music is crucial to being a western yeah and then they obviously talk more and they're very obviously flirting it's like oh i mean turn into anything
1: i mean my gosh why Herb, he's on his horse and he's like oh your mare's in heat yeah and it's like the, Josephine's like how'd you know and he's like oh the weather the way yeah, <laughs> yeah something he says
0: but it's like okay it's, very, it's like it's very clearly
1: something's going is on. this
0: what flirting was like back in the old west like yep
1: <laughs> If you wanted a woman to know you were into her, you told her her animals her were in, in heat. heat. Yep.
0: Imagine doing that nowadays when someone's walking their dog. Your dog in heat? Yeah. Like, Get out of here. Yeah, would <laughs> be like, I'm calling the police right now. Yeah. So go back to saloon next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Curly Bill starts tripping on opium and just starts going on a rampage, shooting at the moon. Oh, yeah. And this is where he shoots Marshall Fred.
1: And makes it look like an accident.
0: And this is kind of where just everything kind of starts between Wyatt and the boys versus the Cowboys. Because then he takes Wyatt into custody. And then the Cowboys are like, turn him loose. He's like, nope. And And Wyatt takes
1: Bill into custody.
0: Yeah, Wyatt takes Bill. And they're like, he's like, Cowboys are like, cut him loose. And he's like, no. And then they threaten him. And it just doesn't work because Wyatt's stone cold.
1: That's one of my favorite lines is when uh, Ike probably like third in command of mm-hmm. the cowboys something like that. the muscle he goes to approach wyatt as wyatt has curly bill and wyatt puts a puts the barrel to his, right head. to his head and ike is trying to be tough and and wyatt says your boys might get me in a rush but not before i turn your head into a canoe oh, my it's like gosh.
0: whoa and then ike's like oh god he's, he's not playing he's yeah he's not He's not joking. Wow. And then Duck com- or, uh, Doc comes out drunk. and he The delivers, drunk piano player. He delivers what is easily the funniest and best line in the oh, entire yeah. film. He's drunk. He's probably seen double. I got two guns, one for each of you. Yes. I paused and died laughing when I watched that. Oh, it's it's, it's iconic. A, it's such a perfect like comeback to that. He's like, i seen doubles like, oh, really? Now what? <laughs>
1: Man, it's right before that. Like, just the whole exchange with him being the drunk piano player. Um, it's it's gold. It's I'd good. like to
0: think that if he kept saying, like, how many he'd see he'd pull out more guns. It's like, ah, oh, he's seen triple yes. a, just a third arm comes out. He's like, I got three guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Doc would do that. It's good. He just comes out with a cannon. Uh, could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> And then they kind of just peel off at that point. They're like, "All right, we can't win this. We'll just yeah. let them go." And then the mayor pitches to them again after that incident. He's like, "Hey, we need help with the cowboys." And they're like, "No, we're we can't. We're out of this. We don't want anything to do with it." Yeah, they're very. And much then we against see it. Virgil going on that walk and just having a change of heart after that one kid almost got trampled. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, like, yeah,
1: all they knew was. Being
0: being, law, yeah,
1: being being the law yeah being a kid almost died in the streets and he
0: had a change of heart yeah so why gets angry and all that and then it gets revealed that morgan's also joining him as march is like hey man this is what we know
1: which makes me think he's the youngest brother
0: oh yeah yeah because virgil's the oldest so he's clearly like, hey, yeah big bro's doing it i yeah. trust him uh and then it's revealed like while they're talking that why had only been in one shootout prior to this, and he took the guy's life, and he just haunts him ever since then. It really matters, like, later on, because then they're just, like... They really internalize that. Then we get the whole thing of... They're playing poker with Ike Taylor, or they're gambling with him, and they get frustrated with Doc and accuse him of cheating, and he just gets pissed off, and Virgil's like, go home. And then Doc starts... Doc says, I know, let's have a spelling contest. Oh, that was... (laughs) What a slap in the face. That was... He's... (laughs) (laughs) but he passes out because of his tuberculosis which was a problem i guess from the beginning which you notice as the film goes on that he looks progressively worse in this scene he's sweating profusely he looks dead
1: he looks dead Wyatt comes up to him and says why don't you you know like stop you're hitting it pretty heavy why don't you quit he says i haven't yet begun to to defile myself (laughs) what What is that (laughs) he's dying in a chair and he's like nah nah i'm good it's like you're (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're clearly rough doc chill uh and then ike starts getting cocky and yep. virgil just knocks him out and throws him oh knocks him out cold oh yeah
1: he turns around
0: and you sees virgil just <laughs> yeah Oh yeah and then the next day as they're taking him out one of the cowboys gets cocky with wyatt and he just clubs him doesn't. yeah at some point the cowboys
1: nothing. should should just expect the the Earp brothers to hit them in the head with their own guns. <laughs> exactly. They should just expect it.
0: At you this know. Point, yeah. They're not smart enough for that though. It's kind of just the start of everything to come. Oh it's just the beginning of the, the shootout. End. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything. So it is boy. bananas. And then the six boys come into ta- the six cowboys come into yeah. town, they're like, oh boy. And this is when Wyatt busts out the big iron. And he's big iron back
1: baby. Yeah, he that's yeah, he's definitely all in, and even the the sheriff, who is clearly paid, yes, off by the cowboys, the sheriff tries to arrest him, and why it's like I'm not gonna let you arrest me today.
0: No, like, and then we get the big moment we've been waiting for. After all this time, we finally get it: the gunfight at the OK corral very tense lots of close-ups fantastic like you know shots throughout that segment what are your thoughts on the gunfight at the OK corral because this is a huge part of not just like history but a part of this movie and it really sets up everything that comes after
1: yeah i mean there's so much that goes into it wyatt tells his brother if you kill someone it's not all it's cracked up to be, and like it's not going to be fun and afterwards his brothers like while wow, hey, really he's like he's bury the cowboys yeah yeah it's um i think it's a sobering moment for viewers cuz we see like oh man look at look at these outlaws they're so cool we get to see a gunfight
0: it shows them that they're not heartless yes yeah you yeah
1: they're clearly different from the cowboys as we'll see later on yeah i feel like it just it really paints the picture of okay who is for the erps and who is for the cowboys
0: Exactly. So then we go on to the night of the thunderstorm, which is uh, oof. So then like, you know, they're just normal day thunderstorm. There's a lot of bad omens going around the tarot cards where they're just like, oh, death, what does that mean? And it's like literally breaks in the house and gets shot at by a cowboy and then just runs away. And then Virgil stumbles in all bloodied, you know, ambushed. And then they're like, oh, he won't use it. He won't be able to use his arm after this. And it just Morgan runs out and then goes out to find him. It's just chaos. Yeah, Morgan gets shot. While Wyatt's trying to find him, they run into Sherman McMasters, and he just it was I think that was a really cool character moment because it's a guy we'd never know before and he's like renouncing the sash and he's like, I don't believe in this. This yeah. is right. Those are the those two the two of the three guys that came up to
1: renounce the sash, they yeah. were the ones involved in the gunfight earlier on. Yep,
0: who already knew. Yeah, they uh, Wyatt. Wyatt.
1: Yeah, Wyatt and Doc. Mm-hmm. Um, that's no, cool. It's it's fun story development. That like, okay, maybe things are getting was, a little bit darker than what we
0: thought. And he kind of explained the sash. He was like, you know, the sash is almost like a brotherhood thing. So in renouncing that, he's renouncing everything he's known in this brotherhood. He's known his entire life. And he's like, yeah. I don't care. This ain't right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Uh, and we go to the saloon, and Morgan gets shot in the back, and then eventually bleeds out. Unfortunately. Doesn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. And he just, just dies just a on a pool table. On then, a green felt pool table. Yeah. That stain's not coming out. Oh, never. Get a red felt, you know? <laughs> come on. You got you got money now from gambling. Come on. Uh, come on. Uh, obviously, Wad's heartbroken and then he leaves The doctor
1: kind of just gives up. Sorry to interrupt. He really does. The doctor's no, trying to... He's like, bullet's too far. I can't get it out. And then he just shakes away. his head and walks away. And it's like, you don't have a pair of needle nose pliers. <laughs> need <Anything>? Something.
0: <laughs> Get some
1: alcohol. You can't in change a the way bit. the body's sitting. To yeah. Maybe
0: relieve the pressure. Maybe get him off the pool table first off. Something. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay. He's like defeated, and he's like, "You know what? We're leaving." And even after they leave, Bill's like, "Hunt him down and finish him off." Even when he's conceded defeat, he's like, "I don't care." This yeah, like making a statement. Yeah, they kind of leave
1: town, and the Cowboys are very like, "Like, why it says it's over?" And Bill just goes, yeah. "Bye." Yeah, like. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a very different tone opposed to earlier when the cowboys were killed. Yeah, and the way the the law respected still the death. Yeah, so it's interesting.
0: But instead of getting ambushed, what happens? It was very shocking to me. I was really? Like, oh, they're gonna try to assassinate him. He's gonna like have a change of heart, but no, he just out of nowhere comes out with a shotgun and just ambushes them. Yes. And he's like, "I'm a marshal now. Now you've pissed me off." And he sees he's like, if I see anyone wearing a red sash, they're dead. And he just lets Ike run, which, first off, I hate how they just have him run. I was like, come on, just end this guy. He's he, annoying.
1: He was but, probably the worst character, the worst, most needed character in the film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the line, you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. I was like, all oh, the rest of this movie
1: is going to be amazing. Wyatt Earp has declared himself the writer on the pale horse. Exactly.
0: He is. He is. The down. harbinger of death. <laughs> yes. He's the reaper, essentially. Wild. <laughs> and then we get that montage of them hunting the cowboys. Insane. I really like the part where they're in the opium den. And instead of it being like a pipe. To oh, smoke yeah. It, it's just a barrel. And I was like, oh, savage. Wow.
1: That That whole, that montage makes, it makes you um, understand why it's rated R. Yes. It's like, oh,
0: now I understand. There's a lot of death back to back. (laughs) Oh, my. Wow. Uh, And then we get the big part of this, and it's the standoff by the creek with Curly Bill and some of his boys. Mm. And Wyatt just takes him head on. Bold. Plot armored to hell. Bill missed every shot. Yeah. Point blank. I don't know if he's just cocky or what, but this man's right in front of him. He's just like, nope. Shotgun to the chest. Dead. And with him dead, now Ringo's in charge, which is like sweet. Now we get the cool guy. <laughs> now now we're a cool gang. And then Wyatt and the boys find them and they're with uh Behan, the sheriff, mm-hmm. and they all got badges on. Mm-hmm. They get stop at good old Henry Hooker's ranch. What do you know? Josephine's there too. What are the odds, what are of, the that? odds of that? Uh that and- mayor's in heat. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she needs a drink of water Uh, and then the cowboys ride over to drop off McMaster's corpse and they're like what? 1v1 me right now (laughs) like not right now he's like yeah 1v1 him he wants to finish this once and for all and this part really shocked me Ringo's waiting who comes up? Doc Holliday hello Huckleberry I was like what? i like I was writing down my notes and I wrote Wyatt meets like up with Ringo, and then I saw was Doc and just deleted all the notes, and I was like, Doc meets with Ringo. Were you very shocked the first time you saw that, and you were like, Oh my gosh, it's doc and not Wyatt yes
1: uh <laughs> i I yeah,
0: especially before that,
1: Holiday really leads on that he is sick and dying mm-hmm. like on his deathbed and he gets. You know, Wyatt to stay back and have a like special moment with them, mm-hmm. um, which really like I think solidifies like their friendship on camera. Like clearly, there's a friendship there. Yeah. Um, and Wyatt gives him that U.S. Marshal badge. You know. Mm. Um. And so you like, man, he's gonna die. That this is probably the end of holiday in the movie. Yeah. It's bummer. Nope. <laughs> and then he comes back, and it's like, ah! Oh.
0: And then that one v one fight, the way he does, he did it with such elegance. The way he he kills Ringo is so elegant. He never took the cigarette out of his hand. No, didn't need to. Yeah, it was. He like wrapped under his arm and like shot him up. Like, you got that front holster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And then Doc shoots him. And then after that, they go on another cowboy killing rampage to finish it off, finish the vendetta. I like how Doc described it. He called it the last charge of Wyatt Earp and the Immortals. Also, the name of my next upcoming album. But super cool thing. And then at the end, after all the job, like, you know, the job's done, Doc sends a sanatorium and they share that special moment again. Mm-hmm. And it's very heart touching. Then he dies, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm glad it wasn't like halfway through because I was like, they're going to give him tuberculosis he's going to die halfway through and they're going to kill off one of the best characters. But they didn't. No. Yeah. I'm glad they gave him like, I'm glad he was able to do all this other stuff and be a solidified badass in this in the film
1: yes. I'm just saying he's, I'm, just, I'm like he's in I guess you can't see my hand moving on the,
0: <laughs> the um, podcast but yeah. I'm saying in the, like in the film like he is in it he's <laughs> in that and then he's like you should go after Josephine it's like yeah his wife and him are done so might as well and then we yeah. get nice little romantic and a little Hollywood see ending. her after the show yeah. they kiss dance in the snow and they live happily ever after and the movie ends in a very Hollywooded. very Hollywooded. churched up, if you will, at the end of the day, fantastic ending to a fantastic mm. movie. The great conclusion.
1: You feel good about it. You forget that doc just died <laughs> and you forget that they killed so many people. You're happy for a while. <laughs>
0: but they were dancing in the snow, which when yeah, does it snow people,
1: out west?
0: Oh, yeah. All these people died and someone just like a big guy died. And it was like, you know, serious. But hey, they're dancing in the snow and they love each other. So they get like, room service. Hey, Oscars, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, they get room service. All right, John. So since we've discussed the plot, we're going to move on to the segment that I'm very excited to do. So last episode, we quizzed our last guest, Sully, on Adam Sandler quotes from various Adam Sandler movies. But this time, I want to do something a little different. As you know, this movie takes place in the Old West during the time of the cowboys. And as you may also know, those cowboys got a lot of different words and phrases, a little bit of cowboy lingo. Mm. So, what I've done is I've gathered six different Wild West words and phrases, and I want you to guess what they mean. Okay, bring it, bring it on. Bring six. it on. Number one What is the meaning of yellow belly when someone's yellow belly? They're a coward. Correct. Someone who lacks courage or is a coward. <laughs> Start off a little easy. They're gonna get a little more difficult. A lot of these I hadn't heard of. Okay, number two, hair in the butter.
1: Hair in the butter.
0: Hair in the. Can you butter. use it in a sentence? I'd probably it way no, too not much. Not really, but it's kind of just like well, a descri- if, it's a description of something.
1: Yeah, if I would think if you're calling someone you're hair in, in the butter, yep. they're kind of like the. They are a, they, a part, not a party pooper, but like, you don't want to be around them. Like you're like, oh, like a party pooper they're party a real thing. hair in the butter. It's like a stick in the mud. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, that's not it. Oh no. Hair I mean. in the butter is to be stuck in a tricky situation. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's what hair is. Well, we are. So would you say like, oh man, that's
1: we're, in like hair a, in the it's butter. It's like you're in a pickle. But would you say that you are the hair in the butter? That's a great question. Or we got a hair
0: in the butter. Yeah, it's a hair in the butter situation. The in, tricky situation. It's a tricky situation. <laughs> All right, number three. I'm gonna use that hazing a tenderfoot.
1: Hazing a tenderfoot. Okay, so a tenderfoot is someone who lacks experience, right? Like being a little wet behind the ears. Okay. So hazing a tenderfoot, it can't. I want to say that it's giving giving a rookie a hard
0: time, but it feels too obvious. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick with that. Giving someone from the city a hard time. Okay. So you okay. are pretty yeah. much on it. Yeah. I'm glad you went with your gut on that because I was like, oh, he's kind of got it. I'm a pretty good test taker. Number four. See, so right now you're two or three. You're doing That's pretty, well. pretty good. Number four. Acknowledge the corn. Acknowledge the corn. Also, the name of my next album. <laughs>
1: acknowledge the corn
0: acknowledge the corn
1: <laughs> okay i think acknowledge the corn if i was to be like man you gotta acknowledge the corn or wow we're really okay acknowledge the corn not acknowledging the corn acknowledge we're gonna the corn. we're gonna acknowledge the corn mm-hmm. i think that means pause for nature
0: no <laughs> it means to <laughs> confess the truth how in the world do you get <laughs> corn from truth Ask the Old West.
1: <laughs> corn is the truth. Acknowledge the corn, man. <laughs> All
0: right. Number five. This, the one next has ta- three, this one has three different, but this is the okay. one that originated. I'll tell you the other two, like yeah. kind of other things it's known by. If I get
1: one of the other two, does it still count?
0: I mean, it's the same thing. It just goes by a different name. Okay, so, okay,
1: okay.
0: Arkansas toothpick. It's also known as a California toothpick or a Missouri toothpick.
1: But it's a toothpick no matter what.
0: It's known as a Arkansas toothpick, California toothpick, or
1: Missouri toothpick. A toothpick. I think this is a situation that you that's hard to get out of. Like, we got ourselves a real California toothpick here. Maybe yeah. like a thorn in the side. I think that's what it is.
0: An Arkansas toothpick is actually a long, sharp knife. I mean, <laughs> a thorn in the side. <laughs> No, this is like, it's like actually a knife. It's a, so <laughs> it's an nickname. actual it's knife. It's a nickname for like a long, sharp knife.
1: Oh, so like a filet knife. Or is it like a, like a bowie knife?
0: Kind of. It's like a different kind of, it's more like a dagger.
1: Oh. So I wonder what You're on what the
0: same kind of the right track. I
1: wonder like. what the different states have to do with it. I think it just depends on where you're from. We got an Ohio toothpick?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Nah. All right, the last one, number six. So you are at I'm not doing that. You're at two for five right now. So. Start off two for three, but the last couple have been kind of difficult. Well, last one. I think you can get this one though. I think you can finish at fifty. Too much mustard. Ah, <laughs> this is this Class. is a phrase I use daily. Oh, perfect. What is too much mustard? So I could
1: be saying it wrong all these years. Oh, too much. Mustard. Let's find I mean, out. I would say like it's extra, like it's too much, like too much stank could you be a little more specific well like if i'm if we're playing disc golf and someone throws a disc too hard you say you you had a little too much mustard on that (sighs) that
0: i don't know what is it what's the wild west someone who is boasting or bragging too much okay extra i think it's kind you know i'll give it to you that's close enough a little too much extra so we are at three of six. Would you call percent. someone the mustard? Like, and you're the mustard? Man, you're the. I would never call someone the mustard. That would be almost a backhanded. If they don't know the
1: Wild West definition,
0: you get some. You get someone from the East Coast, and they're throwing hands if you call them mustard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're mustard.
0: That's how you. That's how the East versus West Coast feud started. Someone called him. Yeah, you man, you got to put too much mustard. He's like, "What'd you say about me? What'd you say about my mustard?" It All right. just
1: makes me think of uh, the SNL. With Celebrity Jeopardy, Will Ferrell, and (laughs) Burt Reynolds, mustard comes from mustard seeds. (laughs) If you
0: know, you know. If you know, you know. All right, so after all that fun, John, I just want to open up the floor to you and ask uh, what are some other things we might have to cover that you enjoy about this movie? Just kind of some final thoughts about this film before we wrap her up.
1: Final thoughts on Tombstone. Is it written in stone?
0: (laughs) It's a tombstone. Um... (laughs)
1: man oh man i think tombstone is an incredible movie um if someone asks me what is the best story of sacrifice i would use tombstone as kind of a foot in the door to talk about sacrifice mm. i think on the whole wyatt earp is tasked with this redemption but like he's it, i feel like he takes on his he take he puts it on himself to redeem so many people like his brother who died to mm-hmm. avenge him, um, Virgil. Yep. And even the, the uh, marshal, yeah. like save the townspeople. And so it becomes personal. And he's trying to like he, he tried to run from his past and then he goes back to face it. And I think it's wild that he can't complete the task that he has to complete. Mm-hmm. Doc Holliday dies halfway through the movie. Let's say that happens. Yeah. The Wyatt Earp is dead. Yeah, He will die against Ringo. He can't beat him. He's fast. He's fast. Um, So Wyatt Earp is basically riding to his death. And it feels kind of morbid as he's going up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Holiday steps in, Holiday, he took on that challenge that Wyatt Earp couldn't pay. He paid the price that Wyatt Earp couldn't pay and in turn saved Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Holiday could have died. It eluded that he died. Mm-hmm. Then he came back to life, and so to yes. speak. Um. I think at the end of the day, that um, redemption through sacrifice mm-hmm. is something that we're all looking for um, to know and to experience. So, yeah, and it, it's so cool that like Whitey had nothing to do with that redemption, but he was redeemed through Holiday's actions.
0: Yeah,
1: so I think it, I think it's I think it's cool, and I think it's um, it really sparks conversation
0: yeah well ladies and gents that's all we have for you today thank you very much to our special guest john moore for coming on
1: thanks for having me thank
0: you all very much for listening our next episode will be coming out in a few weeks and you're not going to want to miss it because we'll have another fun time with another great guest Mm -hmm. i've been your host ben harbauer and we'll see you next time
1: thanks again